The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Father, we exalt you. We present our worship, we present our praise, we present all the honor, all the glory to you and you alone. We come with joy and thanksgiving in our hearts. We bow before your presence. And we thank you for the access you have given us into your presence through the blood of Jesus. Lord, we ask that you have your way in our midst this morning. Speak to us. Let us hear your voice. Grant us understanding. Help us to come into the fullness of what you have in store for us. For this time that we live in. Help us to experience heaven on earth. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. And the people of God shouted it louder. Amen. All right. Remain standing for a moment. Help me welcome your neighbor to your left, to your right, and tell them this is Goshen. And ask them, how is your Goshen experience going? Can we just remain standing for a minute or so? First Corinthians chapter 10. From verse 1, um, it's about 13 verses I want to read, so just remain standing and pay attention as much as you can. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. They all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They were dwelling in Goshen. All ate the same spiritual food. All drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But, verse 5, with most of them, God was not well pleased. Remember Hebrews 11 says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that's what he's referencing here. And that's what he's teaching. For their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Verse 6. Now these things became our examples. Um, we've shared from this text quite some in church. It's saying learn from the wilderness church. You are now the, who are we? The Lagos church or the 21st century church or the Kingswood Ikeja church, whatever church you call yourself. Hello? Learn from what the wilderness church. The wilderness church was a Goshen church. They dwelt in Goshen while they were in Egypt. From Goshen, God brought them out of Egypt. 
but something went wrong on the way. And he said with most of them, God was not pleased and they died. They were scattered in the wilderness. That will not be our story in Jesus' name. But we have to learn. Praise God. And quite simply, let me just give you this. The, the, the story you need to learn is the lesson of faith. The walk of faith. They, they did not have... You see, they were traveling. And to move from Goshen to the promised land, which was... It doesn't mean they were leaving Goshen. They were going to remain in Goshen all through that journey. If you've been following the Wednesday teachings we've been having, Goshen is not necessarily a physical place. So when they got up out of Egypt, they carried Goshen with them. That fire, that cloud, we said Goshen is the presence of God with you. Hello, somebody. Verse 6, now these things became our examples. And I went on to list certain specific things we should learn from them. To the intent that we should not lost after evil things. As some of them also lusted. And do not be idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. That was referring to sexual immorality. Now, let us, nor let us commit sexual immorality, as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Another example, verse 9, nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by the serpents. Another one, verse 10, I think this is very apt for us in these days, nor complain because of the precedent or the exchange rate or anything. As some of them also complained and were destroyed by who? The destroyer. Verse 11. Now all these things happened to them as examples and they were written for our admonition. That's why we are teaching and preaching from here this morning. It was written for our admonition. The Bible says that we through... Um, the patience and um, comfort of scriptures. We can learn. Written for admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Verse 12. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Can somebody shout out loud this morning? God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, He will also make the way of escape that you will be able to bear it. Hallelujah. Somebody say thank you, Father, for the reading of your word this morning. Give him another shout of praise and then you can be seated. All right. I believe like many other portions of scripture, that passage is quite self-explanatory. But we'll go a little deeper in the teaching of what it's saying this morning. Hallelujah. 
So let me just quickly run through a few things we have established in recent weeks and some of the things we are teaching. 2024 is our year of heaven on earth. Glory be to God. God wants heaven to visit you right here on the earth. And um, a very, very graphic illustration of that is the Isaiah 60 prophecy. Is it Isaiah 60 or Isaiah 61? Somebody should help me. Talk to me. Who knows this scripture? 60 or 61? Arise and shine. Which one is it? 60 or 61? Okay. I just wanted to know you are following me. Hallelujah. That there may be darkness all around, but God will give you light. Praise God. It's so important to lay hold on that. Heaven on earth. In other words, even when things are going wrong on the earth, which will happen, particularly in these last days we are living in, things don't have to go wrong in our lives. Hello? Because we can experience heaven. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven before we start experiencing heaven. God promised, even under the Old Testament, that your days and the days of your children shall be like days of heaven upon the earth. Hallelujah. And we got into this truth that one of the vital ways we can experience heaven on earth is to dwell in Goshen. Can somebody declare out loud again this morning, this is Goshen. Hallelujah. And we've taught that Goshen is not necessarily a physical, geographical location. You need to know how to enter into Goshen and dwell in Goshen like the children of Israel did when they were in Egypt. Beyond a physical space, it's more about um, being near to God, being close to God, and walking with God. And that's what we need. And that's why this teaching on Sunday mornings, the walk of faith is vital. Because that you are in Goshen does not mean there will be no challenges in Egypt. In fact, there were challenges in Egypt when they were there in Goshen. But because they were, they were, they were near Joseph from the original experience, Joseph said, look, there are still five more years of farming coming. Two years of the farming have come and gone. One of the vital truths we learned from that experience is that not only do you need a word from God, you need a present word from God. So for the first two years of the famine, God allowed Jacob not to dwell in Goshen. And it was wealthy. In fact, when Joseph, I mean, when Jacob sent his children to Egypt the first time, and he sent them over and over again, the Bible said he would give them double money. In the midst of, the famine had started. But it was flourishing. Sent them money, sent them double money. It was when his brothers, when Joseph's brothers came to Egypt the first time, after Jacob sent them, that um, Joseph now saw them. And he started playing with them. Eventually, he revealed himself to them. And then told them, go and get my father and tell him to come. Come and dwell beside, with me here in Goshen. In Goshen. There will be five more years of the famine. If you are not here, he said, you will suffer poverty. 
you and your children. But if you are here, you will not suffer poverty. I will take care of you. I will feed you. And you will live a long life. And that's the lesson we are learning from that. Glory be to God. So it's about being with God. The Lord was with Joseph. And God made him to be a successful man. Whether he was in Potiphar's house, whether he was in prison, or whether he was in the palace, it did not matter. The darkness around him, assuming that's what you have in, when you are in, the, in Potiphar's house and when you are in prison, or the light around him, assuming that's what you have when you are in the palace, that wasn't what controlled things in Joseph's life. He was a successful man before he got to the palace. What made him a success was that God was with him. Praise God. God was with him. And that's what Joseph wanted for his family. Come and be with me while I'm here. If you are with me here, everything will be okay. Tap your neighbor and say everything will be okay. If God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. And for you and I today, the way God is with us is that God dwells in us. And this is where our own Goshen experience becomes a little bit different. Just a little bit. Not that it's totally different because they also had to walk by faith under the old covenant. But much more you and I today. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Let's look at that text again. Verse 7. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellence of the power may be of God. And not of us. So there is treasure inside of you as a child of God. Primarily, the presence of God in you through the Spirit of God that dwells in you. You cannot see it, you cannot feel it per se. You only have to believe it by faith and exercise it by faith. This is where the walk of faith becomes important. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. The Holy Ghost in us and everything he brings and makes possible. In our lives because he is now in us. God's presence is now in us. Our bodies are now the temple of the Holy Ghost. God dwells in us. That is our key. And that's what makes for Goshen. That's why Joseph was successful in Potiphar's house. That's why Joseph was successful in the prison. And that's why Joseph was successful in the palace. If God was not with him and he was in that physical, geographic location of Goshen that was in Egypt that he told everybody to come, 
they will have suffered the famine like every other person. Hello, somebody. Glory be to God. If you study what Apostle Paul was teaching in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, when he made that statement, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. He was referring to ministry. He was saying that God has given us a ministry. He wasn't actually specifically talking about the Holy Ghost, even though essentially he was talking about the Holy Ghost, but he was referring to the fact that God has called us into a ministry, and this ministry is a treasure from God. And even though our vessels, our earthly bodies are earthen, we're on the earth, we carry a treasure in us. Somebody say, I carry a treasure in me. Now, whether you are referring to the treasure of the Holy Ghost, which is the essential component, or the treasure of your ministry, or the treasure of wisdom that God has given you, that's what Joseph carried. He had a unique wisdom from God that he could, number one, hear dreams. God could tell him things that will happen in the future, and he will interpret them accordingly. And he will know how to prepare for it and excel at it. Treasure. Can somebody declare this morning again? I have treasure within me. Say it again. I have treasure within me. Say, I may look ordinary on the outside. Things may look earthen on the outside. But there's a treasure of heaven on my inside. And then he now went on 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Apostle Paul was now talking about all the crises, the myriad of crises, yes, plural, that they had in their ministry. But he understood that he was dwelling in Goshen. Let, let's look at that text. I think somebody needs to read it this morning. Before you start thinking your own case is terrible. And that's what Paul was saying in that 1 Corinthians 10 text that we read. He said, there's no temptation that has befallen you that is not common to man. You are not the first person to go through challenges. Somebody listen to me this morning. You are not the first person to have a financial crisis. Or a health crisis. Or a marital crisis. Or a ministry crisis. Or a family crisis. And all those things that look earthen and look like darkness in and around your life does not mean you are not in Goshen. In fact, you need to develop a mentality that in spite of all these things around me, I have treasure on my inside. And I can bring a Goshen experience out of the mess in and around my life because this is Goshen. And instead of referring to your challenges and your problems like a mess, start calling it Goshen. That's actually what that phrase, this is Goshen, means. God said, teach people to call wherever they find themselves Goshen. As long as I am there with them, it is Goshen. 
So Paul will say, though the outward man perish, the inward man is being renewed every day. Our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, they are working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. So he said, we have treasure in our earthen vessels. Look at verse 8. We are hard pressed on every side. But this is Goshen. Yet we are not crushed. We are perplexed. You are not the first person to be perplexed. Maybe someone is here today. You've looked, you, can't, you, are, you, are, you are perplexed. But this is Goshen. Why is it Goshen? Because I'm perplexed? No. Hello, somebody. Who can answer that question? You should have the answer. But now, why is it Goshen? God is with you. In that state of perplexity. Is there English like that? <laughs> In that state of hard-pressed. Struck down. Who is that person that you think you are struck down? That you are struck down doesn't mean you don't have treasure in you. This is Goshen. As long as you wake up and your story is not Ichabod. You know the story of Ichabod? You see, the song today was he is in the room. Ichabod is he has left the room. Elvis has left the building. <laughs> and you can never have Ichabod under the New Testament. Why? He himself has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. I am in prison. This is Goshen. We will make a Goshen out of this prison. No? We will make what? Goshen. Now this is Goshen. So Joseph will get up. Ah, why are you sad? You are, you are crazy. How can you be asking prisoners why are they sad? If you are not sad, you are not just prison, no death row prison. You are the one that is not normal. But this is Goshen. <laughs> Perplexed but not in despair because this is Goshen. Persecuted but not forsaken because this is Goshen. Struck down but not destroyed because this is Goshen. Always carrying about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. He said, let nobody disturb me. I bear my body the marks of Christ. I'm a believer. I am the true circumcision. My circumcision is not of the flesh, it's of the spirit. But I have the mark of Jesus on me. Hallelujah. He now said in verse 13, which is where we are going. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is spoken or what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe. Somebody shout, I also believe. I also believe. Because I have the spirit of faith. I also believe because I have the spirit of faith. I also believe because I have the spirit of faith. And so I speak. 
And that's the key we need to focus on. I want to dwell on that this morning. The, the walk of faith is a very, very um, tricky, I will even use this word, slippery walk. There's a very thin line, as it were, between faith and unbelief. It's a slippery walk. It's a tricky walk. If you dwell in Goshen, and I hope you are convinced that you dwell in Goshen, it is of utmost necessity for you to walk by faith and live by faith and practice and master the walk of faith. Because that's how you are going to make it. That is how you are going to make it. If Joseph allowed himself to be depressed like every other prisoner in that prison or every other slave in Potiphar's house, he would not have manifested the Goshen that he manifested in those situations. And the fact that he was in Potiphar's house as a slave and in prison did not mean that God was not with him. He was actually in Goshen, even though his circumstances did not depict it. He had treasure in earthen vessels. Oh, hallelujah. Let me show you what I'm talking about this morning. When I say the walk of faith is a tricky, slippery walk, you need to watch it. Watch it. Let me tap your neighbor. Watch it. Watch it. This is my message for us today. Watch it. Watch it. Listen very carefully. Matthew chapter 14. The disciples were on a boat. A storm arose. They thought they were going to die. Jesus came to them walking on the storms. Projection, you can pick it up from around verse 28. Or even the verses before then as I tell the story. And Jesus told them, don't be afraid. Verse 28, Peter said, Lord, if you are the one, ask me to come. To you upon the waters. I mean, that was faith. That was audacity. And Jesus told him, come. Every other person was afraid. Peter was confident and bold. And on the command to come, he stepped out of the boat and he started walking on the water towards Jesus. But watch how slippery the work of faith is. And watch how tricky, tricky the work of faith is. That same person that stepped out with the, the, the audacity to even ask, Lord, if you are the one, ask me to come and meet you on the water. One moment, he had that. And the Bible said as he now, was now walking, he saw the wind and the waves, and the same guy that had such boldness and confidence and audacity a moment ago, two verses ago, Lost his faith walk. And he began to sink. And verse 31, Jesus told him, verse 1 says, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. 
Can you call, uh, uh, um, let me just help me encourage someone this morning? No matter what you are going through, God has got you. Even when you sleep. Hallelujah. But notice what notice what he told him. Oh, you of little faith. Ah, uh-uh, it wasn't of little faith. He wasn't. At least a few verses ago. Hello, somebody. He wasn't of little faith. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? The walk of faith is a slippery, tricky walk. You, you need to develop and learn certain things that you hold very, very dear. Because the same person that was walking and living by faith, 31st of December, 1st of January, 1st of January, on 20, what's this date? 18th of... It's fit me up. Hello, somebody. The reverse is also true. Genesis 18, we were talking about this last Wednesday. When God came to Abraham and Sarah and told them that I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah will behold a son. Verse 12, the Bible says, Sarah laughed. What absurdity. She could not believe it. What absurdity. What's this man talking about? Now God came with the angels. They had the appearance of men. So for all intents and purposes, they thought they were talking to men. They la- she laughed. After I am grown old, she said, shall I have pleasure? My Lord also being old. My Lord being old also. She laughed. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, shall I surely be a child since I'm old? That was, this is impossible. It cannot happen. I've missed my time. It can't happen. That same Sarah that was zero faith or even negative faith or mockery faith. <laughs> Hebrews 11 tells another story. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength. So she started from a place of weakness and time she grew. Glory be to God. She grew in her work of faith. She grew. Sarah also received strength to conceive seed and she bare or she bore Abraham a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful. That's what Paul was telling the Corinthians. God is faithful. Somebody shouted this morning, God is faithful. She judged him faithful. Who had promised. When she first had the promise, it was laughter to her. Ah, it can't happen to me. So, on one hand, you can start out in faith, strong faith, great faith. And if you don't learn to walk properly, you sleep. Hello, somebody. In the same vein, that doesn't have to discourage somebody. That's why I'm, I'm talking about Sarazon. You may even start out in a place where when you had that prophecy, heaven on earth. Ah, it can't happen to me. My earth is, ah, this one they are saying, ah, we have light and darkness. My darkness is so dark. It's even darker than the darkness that was in Egypt. Let me tap that neighbor beside you and say, God has your back. You can grow in your work. You don't, listen, this is still February. Praise God. The Bible didn't tell us how long it took Sarah 
to build that faith, but she got there. Look at your neighbor and say, you will get there. The walk of faith. Jesus said that it's like a mustard seed. It's okay to start with at a low level. Hello, somebody? It's a mustard seed. But when you plant it, it can grow. Glory be to God. Look at the children of Israel. I want to focus more. We will get into the Sarah kind of testimony where you grow your faith. Because that's really the example we should emulate the most. But I want to start this morning and focus on this morning of you sleeping. Going through a slippery phase in your faith world because all of us have to deal with that. So there was a time you were very, very convinced in divine health, but not so much today. There was a time you were very, very convinced in divine prosperity, but not so much today. There was a time you were convinced that you would be the head and not the tail. That, that's what I really want to focus on today because that was actually the story of the children of Israel. The people that Paul was talking about in that text we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Those same people. Listen to what the Bible tells us about them. Psalm 105 verse 37. Now remember again, they were in Goshen. All the time they were in Egypt, they were in Goshen. When it was time to leave, they were traveling as Goshen. They left as Goshen. Psalm 105 verse 37 says, God brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. All of them came out wealthy, all of them came out healthy. And it wasn't just because of what God did per se. Yes, God did it because he says he brought them out. God is the one that always does it. But we also need to mix faith with what we are hearing and walk by faith. That's what the scripture says. We walk by faith and not by sight. Somebody say, I walk by faith and not by sight. So that I'm in prison doesn't mean I should stop believing. I walk by faith and not by sight. Come on, yeah, say it. I walk by faith and not by sight. That there's all manner of crisis that has besieged my ministry or my marriage or my career does not mean I should stop believing. I walk by faith and... 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. When they left Egypt, they left by faith. Now, that doesn't mean they were perfect. We know when we read the details of the story, when Pharaoh was chasing them, ah, they were complaining. And we had, that doesn't mean they were, but they had faith. That's what the Bible told us. Hebrews 11, glory be to God. Verse 29, by faith. They passed through the Red Sea. By faith, they, the children of Israel. So that living with silver and gold, living wealthy and living healthy, non-feeble among their tribe, yes, it was God that did it, glory be to God, but they had faith. 
And even though they were pressed and they were shaky and there were manifestations of fear and all that, at the core of it, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Whereas the Egyptians... So why could the children of Israel cross and the Egyptians could not cross? Number one, God was for the children of Israel. God was not for the Egyptians. Am I right or am I right? But on a deeper level, the children of Israel believed. They crossed by faith. And the Egyptians attempting to cross by faith drowned. The walk of faith. But a time came, perhaps whatever ounce of faith they had left, everything had evaporated to the point where the Bible said, with most of them, God was not pleased. And sadly, the same fate of the Egyptians that drowned in the Red Sea became their own story. That will not be us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 13. Let me begin to close. That's where we are going to. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 6. Examine yourself. Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. That's the message God sent me for somebody this morning. Message God sent me with to deliver somebody. Examine yourself. That you are in a crisis does not mean you are not in Goshen. That you are having to fight. And please, somebody remember this morning, faith is a fight. And we are all human. When you fight and fight and fight, after a while, ah, you get exhausted. You don't want to fight again. Ah, why do I have to fight? For, for the, I have to fight for my finances, fight for my marriage. That doesn't mean you are not in Goshen. That all hell has broken loose against you does not mean you are not in Goshen. Ah, pastor, I've not had something good or one major testimony to talk about in my life for the last one year. That does not mean you are not in Goshen. Is God in you? That's the question that you need to answer. If I look at what he said, that's what he said here. Listen, examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Check yourself. And that's what God wants us to do this morning. Am I still walking by faith as I ought? As I, it's not too late. When those people left, the people we read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, they walked by faith. In spite of all the doubts and the fear and the concerns they had, and they had them in abundance. They had enough faith at least to cross the Red Sea. But the time came, their faith ran out. 
So before it runs out, examine yourself and make the necessary adjustment. It's not too late. Heaven on earth is God's plan for your life from this day going forward. Hallelujah. Goshen is what God has designed for you. Hallelujah. But you can only live it by faith. They just shall live by faith. Look at what he said there. Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Watch, watch. And this is just the test that needs to matter. I mean, that you need to, to be assured of. Do you not know yourselves that Christ is in you? Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? As long as Jesus Christ is in you. Hallelujah. Sir, you are in Goshen. You are in Goshen. You have treasure in earthen vessels. Yes, there may be a lot of earth mess in and around your life. But the treasure in you is more than enough. Glory be to God. To bring about a manifestation of glory in your life. If you are the one I'm talking to this morning, can I hear you shout a loud hallelujah? hallelujah. Do you not know that Christ is in you except or unless indeed you are disqualified? Except you are not born again. except you are not a child of God. Maybe you've never been born again before because it's possible to be, I love the way Dr. K said it, he said it's possible to be in church and not be in Christ. Can I say that again for somebody? He said it's possible to be in church and not be in Christ. The litmus test for Goshen experience is Christ in you. And as long as Christ is in you, which means that God is with you, you can have Goshen. If you will walk by faith. So he said, keep checking, keep testing that you are living a life of faith. As long as Christ is in you, you can live by faith. Because that's how faith comes. God gives to each one of us the measure of faith. According to Romans chapter 12, he gives us. When does he give it to us? The moment, in fact, to even rise up and come and surrender your life to Christ, which is an act of faith, it's the grace of God supplying that faith to you. No sinner can get born again by themselves. Faith doesn't come that, ah, I, 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 I made it over the line. By accepting Jesus. Then after I made over the line by myself, God now started showing me mercy. And then God gave me faith. Okay, now you have crossed the borderline. You are now in the kingdom of heaven by yourself. Ah, you tried. You, you made it out of the kingdom of darkness by yourself. Ah, you tried. You overcame the power of the devil by yourself. We should reward you with heavenly citizenship. And we now give you faith because it's like giving someone money. It's faith we spend. No, that's not how it works. 
While we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. Those of us that are in Christ now, we receive that gift. And that's what brought us here. Examine yourselves. Know yourself that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified. But I trust. Hallelujah. You will know that we are not disqualified. Hallelujah. Praise God. I came here to encourage somebody today. I came here to encourage somebody today. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. All the treasure that God has deposited on your inside, listen to me very carefully, child of God, is more than enough to overcome any kind of darkness that may be in and around your life. Can I hear a loud amen? And if there's any area or aspect of your life where you have dropped the ball, where walking by faith is concerned, pick it up again. Hello? Pick it up again. Let me give us two things that God told me to establish and we'll pick it up from here next week. Number one, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. I'm sure you know where I'm going. Hallelujah. Let's read from verse 8 very quickly. But what does it say? The word is near you. In your mouth and where? In your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Hallelujah. And it says here in verse 10. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And verse 17, so then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing, and hearing. And hearing, and hearing, hearing that comes by the word of God. Who is that person that your walk of faith is wobbling? You can't even see and accept and believe that you are in Goshen. You can't see the treasure on your inside because of all the mess around you. What you need is a sufficient hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing from the word of God. Hallelujah. In no time you will start believing again. Praise God. Wednesday we talked about Jacob. And we talked about the fact that really what God did for him was that God just gave him a revelation. He dreamed a dream and he saw a ladder touching heaven and earth. And for the first time in his life, perhaps, it dawned on him that God was with him. 
Am I talking to somebody this morning? God is with me. This is no ordinary place, he said, when he woke up. When he slept, that was an ordinary place. The Bible said he only had a rock for a pillow. Hello, somebody. Every other thing was dry. It was a barren, dry land. The name of that place, the Bible said, was called Luz. But after that dream, that revelation, God shifted the way he saw everything. And he said, because God is with me, now that I know God is with me. He didn't say, ah, there are now hotels in this place. This is no ordinary place. Ah, there are now many people here. There was nobody there. This is no ordinary. No. The only thing that changed was his revelation, how he saw. Hallelujah. And he now said, this place is now called Bethel. Nothing changed, though, physically speaking. Hello? But the revelation was given him from heaven. The same way tonight, I mean this morning, I'm telling somebody, if you are that person that it's wobbly, is shaking, the challenges around your life, please hear me and hear me clearly, the darkness seems to be encroaching more and more and seems to be weighing stronger on your heart than your promise. Don't wait till all the faith you have is gone. That was the mistake of the wilderness church. The walk of faith requires that when your faith is running low, go and keep hearing and hearing and hearing. Hear something from the word of God that you have not had in a while. Who am I talking to this morning? Let it deposit something in you. When Jacob woke up, ah, that wasn't just a dream because I wore Nollywood. That was heaven speaking to me. Physically speaking, nothing changed. But he knew in his Noah that everything has changed. Praise God. And as you hear, begin to speak it. As you are hearing, begin to speak it. We have been the same spirit of faith. According to what is written. So we too will speak. And something will happen when you begin to speak it. It will reinforce the strength of faith in your heart. Because the way it works is you believe with your heart. And you confess with your mouth. You declare it with your mouth. So as you are hearing, somebody say, I'm hearing. Put it in your mouth. Glory be to God. And begin to say it, begin to say it, begin to say it until it begins to resonate in your heart. And it will come into your mouth. For out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks. Hallelujah. Number two thing we need for this morning. Jude chapter 1 verse 20. Let me hear you say I walk by faith and not by sight. So what does this verse tell us? You beloved building up yourself on your most holy faith. 
praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in the Holy Spirit. Let's read on the thoughts. Our emphasis is that praying in the Holy Spirit. What does praying the Holy Spirit do for us? It helps us to build ourselves upon our faith. Build yourself upon your faith. It helps to energize our faith. It strengthens us from within. It charges us up or charges our faith or charges our spirit like you recharge the battery on your phone. I'm sure most of you, as you were going to bed yesterday night, you connected one of your devices to a power source to charge. Glory be to God. So that when you get up today, that device can work and not fail as you are going about what you are doing. Hello, somebody? That's how you do faith. When they left, they had enough faith to cross the Red Sea. Sir, have you crossed Red Sea before? I submit that they had more faith than you. Until you cross, go, go to Third Milan Bridge and go and cross that. <laughs> they, they had faith. But as they journeyed in the wilderness, they did not charge that faith. There's a level God can tolerate our weaknesses and unbelief. She said, learn from them, learn from them. And the last straw, I'm sure you are familiar with the story. We'll get into that perhaps next week a bit more. Numbers 13, Numbers 14. When the 12 spies went out. And 10 spies came back. Ah, yes, there's a land. What God said is true, but we can't. Joshua and Caleb said, no. Let us go up at once. If God be for us, that, that's all that matters. We will overcome them. But by that time, the faith had become low. Ah, am I talking to somebody this morning? The faith had become weak. The same people that crossed the Red Sea by faith. The same people that left with silver and gold. The same people that left, none was feeble among their tribe. Ah, ah. The master is saying rubbish. You know, it, it, it said there in First Corinthians 10, let's not complain like some of them did in the wilderness. And they were destroyed by the serpents. When you start finding yourself complaining about the Naira to dollar exchange rates, some people are still blaming Buhari. Oh. Buhari is no longer president. Start complaining about Buhari. Then there are those that are still blaming Abacha. Abacha has died that many years ago. When, when you start complaining like that, is you've not been charging. As quote and unquote relevant as these things are, they are not the most important factor. Hello, somebody? Tap your neighbor for me this morning. Say, charge your faith. So you are going to need it for this week we are entering into. Charge your faith. Charge your faith. Charge your faith. Charge your faith. Say, examine yourself. So this is the examination you should do very briefly as I wrap up this morning. What are you hearing and hearing and hearing? Do that test so very quickly this morning. Do that test. Your problem is not the darkness around you. Your problem is not that you are a slave in Potiphar's house. Your problem is not that you are, you are in prison on death row. Your problem is not that there is crisis all around your life. 
that you are perplexed, you are beaten down. You are, that is not the problem. As relevant as those things sound, that is not the problem. You have good news. There is treasure in you from heaven. You now need faith, glory be to God, to walk in the light of that truth. So test yourself, examine yourself this morning. What have you been hearing and hearing and hearing that is inspiring what you're doing? Now, please don't go to one year extreme. Because somebody will hear this now. Ah, I don't want to talk to anybody anymore. Ah, I don't want to watch television anymore. You can do that for your I don't know. That's what we're talking No, no matter what you're doing, hello, somebody. Find the time, find the space to ensure that you are hearing and hearing what? Praise God. As a lifestyle. I'll oh, get into all that next week. As a lifestyle. Hear it. And if you're hearing the word, hear it well. You, you hear the word well when you can put the word you're hearing in your mouth. We having the same spirit of faith. Paul was telling us how was, it able, how was he able to manifest the treasure in his earthen vessel even though there were challenges all over his ministry. We have the spirit of faith. When he said that, he was quoting David. According to what is written, I believe. And because I believe what God is written, I am speaking it. So as we are hearing the written word or the spoken word or the preached word, put it in your mouth. You to start saying it to yourself. I have treasure in earthen vessel. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of me. I have light in the midst of darkness. I dwell in Goshen. I said something, was it last Wednesday or one of the teachings? Your bank account looks dry. Look at it and say, this is Goshen. This is Goshen. Things are upside down in your home. Get home and announce, this is Goshen. See, that's the word you have had. This is Goshen. Put it in your mouth. If you put it in your mouth, it will enter your heart. If it enters your heart, and it enters your heart in abundance, it will start coming out of your mouth. And that's how salvation is experienced. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. See, he said that God became displeased with them. Righteousness is you have a right standing with God. It means God is pleased with you. If you keep hearing and hearing God's word to the point where it enters your heart, it establishes righteousness in you to the point where God is pleased with you. Hello? That's where faith begins to come alive. And if that word saturates your heart, without a doubt, it will come out of your mouth. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. I mean, the dynamics in Romans chapter 10, I'm sure I will still pick it up from there next Sunday. That, that's it. We hear, we hear, we hear till it touches our mouth. 
enters our, this is how to hear, enters our mouth and we are speaking, we are speaking, we are speaking till it enters our hearts and it's entering our hearts and it's filling our hearts to the point where it fills our heart, it begins to come out of our mouth and once that dynamic is in operation, the heart is filled with the word, the mouth is bringing out what is full of the heart, it will be manifestation of salvation. And as we are doing all that, we are praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Charging up our faith. Charging up our faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. As we dwell in Goshen. Because it takes a walk of faith to experience Goshen. Hallelujah. Is somebody here this morning? Glory be to God. Rise on your feet. We're going to make this declaration and then we'll pray as we wrap up for a minute. I mean, as we wrap up today. 2 Corinthians 4.16. Please help me and put it up on the board. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Tap a neighbor to your left and to your right and tell them, don't lose heart. Don't give up. Don't cave in. Don't faint. Don't lose hope. If God is for you, you will always win. Hallelujah. We do not lose heart. Even though there is darkness all around, the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man, because the Spirit of God dwells there, is being renewed day by day. How many know, so how many people understand that the Holy Ghost cannot die? The Holy Ghost doesn't perish day by day. He's renewed day by day. And that's what's happening on your inside. Because that's really the heart of Goshen. The secret to Goshen is that God dwells in you. Oh, hallelujah. That's why you don't lose heart. That's why Joseph can get up in the prison and start encouraging all the prisoners. Praise God. For our light affliction. This is going to be the confession we're going to make. But let me read it first. Our light affliction. And we don't deny that there are afflictions in our world. In our nation. Perhaps in your life. In your home. Perhaps concerning your health. But watch the Goshen experience. Because the spirit of God dwells on your inside. And because God is with you. Our light affliction. Which is but for a moment. Whatever anybody is going through under the sound of my voice. It is only temporary. Can you preach that to your neighbor on the left and the right. Whatever you are going through my brother, my sister. It is only temporary. It is only temporary. It is only temporary. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy will surely come in the morning. It is only temporary. It is only temporary. Now I understand. Temporary can be 13 years like Joseph. Temporary can be 12 years like the woman with the issue of blood. But it is still temporary. Temporary. 
and it is working for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. And this is what we do. This is the secret we apply. Why we do not look at the things that are seen but are the things which are what? those things that God has promised us that are not yet evident physically. Jacob saw what was not seen when he woke up from that dream. I thought this was an ordinary place. But this is the very house of God. This is the gate of heaven, he said. It was not seen. But he saw it. This is the very house of God. What he meant was that I'm in God's presence. I'm in God, and I didn't know it. I'm in God's presence. I wonder how many people are looking at me as I'm preaching this sermon, and you are in God's presence, and you do not know it. I'm in God's presence, and I did not know it. This is so he renamed the place, said from today, this is now Bethel. Like we are saying, this is now Goshen. We look not at what is seen. We look at what is unseen. For the things that are seen are what? It will eventually fade away. And I can prove that to you. Any of you that have worked with God for a reasonable period of time. Some of the things we are complaining about five years ago, you have even forgotten. There's one story that God always used to remind me. I remember when Pastor Indian, I just thought we got married. There was one card that used to shock us. I can't remember the name, but something like a Toyota Tassel. And there were times I would feel as if if we don't get this car, I'm going to die. As if the world will come to an end if you don't get that car. One, if they give me that car, I will sow it as a seed. But there was a time in my life where like, we, are, we are using our faith. Oh. Ah, if only God can give us this Toyota Tassel. Rubbish. Oh, hallelujah. Is there somebody with faith in this room? Ah, about 10 of you. Is there somebody with faith in this room? Is there somebody that wants to walk by faith in this room? Is there somebody that, unlike the children of Israel that left Egypt with faith and crossed the Red Sea with faith, you don't want to allow your faith to die when you are in the middle of the journey. Is there somebody like that in this room? I want you to lift your voice. We are going to declare because I said we should declare the word and then we are going to pray. Say with me, every light affliction in and around my life is working for me. According to what is written, a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. In the name of Jesus. We're going to declare that two more times and then we're going to pray. You see, this is it. You, you take the word of God. This is a powerful word. Everything is working. Pastor Bai said this morning, the exchange rate, as ridiculous as it looks, is working for my good. You may not see it. You may not understand it. But thank God I have a promise that covers that. Hallelujah.
Say it again the second time. Every light affliction in and around my life, I boldly declare this morning with all the faith I have in me, it is working for my good. A more exceeding and eternal weight of glory in the name of Jesus. One more time and then we'll pray in the Holy Ghost for a few minutes. Lift your voice and lift your hands this morning. Every, every light affliction in and around my life is working for me right now. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray in the Holy Ghost where you are. Building up yourself upon your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you are in the congregation here this morning and you cannot pray in other tongues, please just leave your seat where you are. Walk up to the altar here with me. Come, come, come. Let us believe God for you to receive that precious gift. That treasure in earthen vessels. What a treasure. If you can't pray in the Holy Ghost and you would like to pray in the Holy Ghost, come, come, come. You don't have to remain where you are. You can receive this treasure today. Come, come, come. Pastor, please pray with me. Quickly. Every other person pray in other tongues. But if you are here, you are not praying in the Holy Ghost. You can't pray in the Holy Ghost. You've never prayed or you've prayed before. You don't pray right now. And you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking other tongues. Come, come. Please don't be ashamed. We are all here together. Pastor Tola, please help me. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. We have just a few more minutes. Building up yourself. Some of you, you've not effectively charged yourself for a while. Charge up yourself. Charge up yourself. You are going to need to walk by faith to experience Goshen. You are going to need to see the invisible to experience Goshen. You are going to need the help of God to take your eyes off what is seen and fix your gaze on what is unseen. That takes faith. That takes the help of God. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, if you need the, the, the touch of heaven, come, come, come. We can do this together. We are one body. We are one family. Pray in the Holy Ghost, everybody. Where is it, please? Pray the Holy Ghost. Pray the Holy Ghost. If I were you, I would not be quiet. Building up yourself. Building up yourself. Upon your most holy faith. Building up yourself. 
The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.